Hey, welcome to the club. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce our podcast and explain what we do. We will go over mysterious and unsolved cases, a bit of the paranormal, and of course, conspiracies. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast provider. Also, a new episode of The Cloak comes out every Monday. So don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook forward slash The Cloaked Podcast and catch us on Twitter at The Cloaked underscore. And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now on with the show. Alright guys, hello, uh, my name is White Owl, and uh, thank you for joining me. I'm sorry about the delay, of course, um, usually I know we post on Sundays and you guys have the podcast ready to go up on Monday morning, but unfortunately for unseen events, you know, I had to push the uh, podcast uh, for a day. So <clears throat> without further ado, I uh, hope you joined this episode, this episode is a special episode, and uh, um, this episode is time slips in texas now i know we've done some time slips before but these are specifically pertaining to events that occurred uh, to some people down in south texas now the first one i have here today is a mysterious time slip on texas highway 281 um, this man uh, back in 2016 of november was traveling to McAllen, texas now he experienced a time slip and he lost about four hours or so and he can't remember um, what happened during those four hours unfortunately so what this man says is uh, he experienced this um, time slip where um, in his case unfortunately he just doesn't know what occurred now most time slips um, you know you step into some kind of uh, event of some sort of wormhole or you know sometimes time slips could pertain to going into the past or going into the future but his unfortunately his time slip he just doesn't remember now he was heading down 281 uh down to texas uh towards McAllen. now on his way as so he says uh, he just traveled to McAllen, texas and i started through uh the stretch to McAllen, in which it's split from Corpus Christi. And I guess that's the point where he uh, last remembers. Now, he estimated the time traveled was about 177 miles of highway on 281. Now, the time of arrival was set to be at 2 a.m. Now, he averaged at 85 miles per hour, got to McAllen around 6.30 a.m. So, yeah, that's about four hours or so that he's missing. And so, mathematically, as he calculated, he where did his time go? Where, where did, where did that missing time go? You know, you know, like where is the four hours? Since he was, he should have been there at two a.m. and somehow he gets there at six thirty a.m. Now this happened uh, on his way, and he just doesn't remember what happened. Now his name is Manuel, and he attributes to the missing time to extraterrestrials for the most part. Uh, he thinks it's some kind of glitch of some sort. Um, you know, he kind of wanted to know if anybody else has experienced this on 281 um, heading down uh, to South Texas. Now, I know 281 stretches from, I guess it goes all the way to Moncalin, and um, I believe it goes all the way north through and splits through um, 
I believe it's splitting through San Antonio and it go, continues up to Austin, I believe. And so this is a long stretch road. And so as he's going down there, he just loses track of time. Uh, he doesn't know where the four and a half hours or so go. Now, where does this time go? I mean, as many time slips, um, you know, not, not, I don't remember uh, a lot of stories that necessarily recall um a short split or that of a missing amount of time. I mean, definitely people visit a place or visit something where there's an event occurring. And sometimes, yeah, there's obviously some time of uh, a time gap. Uh, but f- to not know where four and a half hours went, that's kind of a troubling there for, for Manuel. And so he attributes that to extraterrestrials. The other thing is like maybe he went through some kind of portal or something. And who knows? Um, I mean, it, it, that of missing time is usually attribute to extraterrestrials or those who have some kind of ufo encounters i wonder if manuel has had weird dreams or anything related to ufos that have been taken or anything like that um of course we don't have his information in order to contact him uh, but we'll try to do that research here for you now the next story is a different story now this woman uh enters a possibly a different time frame in South Texas Ranch. Uh, and this could be a different time or it could also be a different dimension. Now, so we always talked about different dimensions. It could be anything from, um, you know, this world or that of a spiritual world or that of a world that's laid on top of this world. The possibility is really and truly endless because um, it, it, it technically anything could have happened with this story now as i tell you the story i want you to think about the different uh, variables that are occurring along this story now this takes place in i'm not sure if i'm saying this correct all almedo texas now this story this woman she was 16 at the time back in the mid 1990s and she worked with horses on a ranch she exercised them or something and which i guess means that she would have the horses run because I guess there were racing horses of some sort. And so uh, she would often, you know, exercise with them and she would have a horse that she would once in a while ride around the ranch. Now she takes this horse down a road, you know, and usually uh, she goes down this road and she takes a left um, for some reason, she normally takes, I believe, a right. Uh, well, no, she usually takes a left, but for some reason that day she took a right. Now, her horse went down uh, right about, um, her and horse went down about a half an hour down this road. And they came to what this dusty houses. Now, the interesting part of this uh, story is that this house had a sign that they were selling raspas. Now, raspas is like a... It's like a shaved ice with obviously like a, a flavored grape or vanilla or coconut um, that, you know, they put inside for flavoring of the ice. Right. Because it, it, that day was a hot day down in Texas. I know Texas gets really hot down there. And so, you know, she gets off her horse, ties the, her horse on the side of the house and she gets in there and. And she's walking in. She's noticed several things immediately. Uh, there's two people behind the register um she noticed that the they had an old coca-cola machine back she couldn't 
she didn't sh- she didn't know how old it was but she definitely knew it was a really old coca-cola machine she also noticed that a lot of the stuff that was on shelves um, seemed to be covered in layers and layers of dust now these two individuals they look very different um they had jet black hair uh, dark brown eyes uh, they look really pale um, almost uh, so pale and uh, for some reason maybe even part of their skin looked red in, in a way and so one of them was tall and fat the other one was short and skinny now she describes them as maybe like heavy metal type uh, individuals you know and so as she walked up to them she asked uh, you know she gave them the 50 cents and asked for a raspa and so as she's you know looking around she noticed that you know they're giggling to each other and looking at each other and then looking back at her and this goes on for a while while they're trying to serve uh this raspa to her and she noticed that one of the guys has these really sharp teeth and i mean really sharp teeth they're pretty scary and all you know all his teeth were really sharp and now uh, they it seemed like they you know they were up to something really weird and so because they were kept giggling to each other and so then all of a sudden one of the boys says the the younger one says hey your your raspa's ready and she kind of like jolted and like oh shit you know kind of scared i guess and uh look she looked back at the skinny guy and he had these pointy teeth and she's staring at her teeth and this guy's teeth and like, what's the deal with these teeth you know maybe she thought you know um they were probably on drugs or something they just looked very out of the norm and so you know she just didn't know what to think of these guys right you know they look very odd and so you know who's to say if they're on drugs or not and so they followed her as she goes outside and she's going to her horse and her horse is freaking out right so the horse starts jolting around trying to you know get the hell out of there and she's trying to calm down the horse she's trying to uh get on top of the horse to you know kind of just leave the place and so you know the horse is freaking out and she's getting on the horse and as she's trying to get on with her raspa on her hand uh she spills her raspa on on her clothes and on the saddle as she was trying to get on onto the horse and one of the boys approaches uh approaches her and says hey your name is cynthia right cynthia and she her heart just stops and she's trembling and she's freaking out and she's like trying to figure out how does he know my name how does he fucking know my name like how like what and he was like yeah how do you how do you know my name and like how do you know that and they looked at each other and the boys they giggled and he was like do we go to school together the boys continued to giggle and the skinny guy goes oh you don't know me but i definitely know you and he tried to touch the horse and the horse just freaks out right and it's just bolting and you know doing these you know gets on his hind legs and he's like kicking all over the place and the horse just takes off and the horse's name is red so red takes off you know back to the barn you know but he takes off running and you know he's freaking out and he gets to the barn uh with the handler and uh, the another assistant and they get there this horse is trembling he's freaking out he's scared and she's trembling and freaking out also and she tells one of the ranchers like hey um we just came from this house i was saying raspa so we're here down this road and you know this the, there was something weird and off about this place and the guy's like i don't think there's houses over there 
And so they kind of look at each other. It's like, no, 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 I can take you. I was just there. Look, I spilled Raspa all over my shirt and the horse. And, um, you know, we should go and check it out. So they go and check it out. And they go and they travel down the uh, down the road. And they get there. And they see her prints on the, on, on the ground. And funny thing is, there's no houses. The houses are gone. Everything's gone. But you could see the ground stained where the Rasva was, where she dropped it on the floor. It's very weird, right? Like, what happened? Like, what happened to this house? Where did the house go? <laughs> it's very weird, right? Where did the house go? You know, where, what happened? Like, how, how was this, was this place in the past? Was it in the future? Was this a different dimension? And they, they knew her? Was, was this family of hers? Was it a local ghost or something? Like, how did they know her? And how did they manifest this Raspa? You know, how did, how did that manifest? She must have entered a different dimension where the th- things like that, like a Raspa, were real, right? Very interesting, very interesting story. Um, I want you guys to think about that. Like, how did, was it a different dimension or what was happening here? Definitely like to hear from you guys. Uh, let me know what you think on our comments below, and definitely hit us up on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, let me jump into the next um, the next little story here that I have. Now this takes place on Rab Road. Now this one uh, is again a South Texas. Um, let's it's you know a lot of these stories, of course, um, that I'm telling you are occurring in South Texas. Now this is. On Business 83 heading towards La Feria from Mercedes. So it gets from Mercedes, is another town, to La Feria now on 83. And so this is by a gentleman um, traveling for La Feria. And he said he nearly impossible to realize, to have seen what he believes is an object of some kind of time vortex. Vor- vortex. And the shape of a black sphere. Now he says he was on this road, passing Rab Road. And there was a dark sphere passing on the passing lane, and as I was passing by the sphere, I looked into it and saw something I had never seen before. The best way he describes it is, he looked in. If you ever seen the movie Interstellar, where the space crew members come to see a wormhole near Saturn. It looked exactly like this wormhole from the movie. Now, he drove past it for like a quarter of a mile and decided to go back. But upon going back, it had disappeared. Now, he says, don't take my word for it. There was another car there in the passing area, literally riding on their brakes as they saw it. It was an SUV. And he would also like to report on the area that um, this place was misty and foggy in the atmosphere. This is around 7.35 on his way back from buying a pizza near uh, near the town. Now, he says, 
If anybody wants to contact him and talk about this privately, he does give out his email, which is playhard74 at iCloud.com. If anybody else has information, hit him up. Um, I think this is very interesting um, to see something like that. I believe there are stories where people have claimed to have seen some kind of vortex of some sort or some kind of portal um, where many people have described it as a sphere-like portal. Now, there's many of these stories online. Definitely check them out. Again, I said this was a short story, but uh, very interesting, of course. Um, now I go to um, another interesting story. This is a very interesting story. It happens uh, down in Corpus Christi, of course. And so this is a very different one. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell it to you as best as I can. Um, because this one has a bit of multiple multiple layers, um, because this this woman was um, asleep. She was young at the time. She was asleep, and she was having a dream, or it appeared to be a dream, and she was having some kind of like outer body experience where she was ast- possibly astral projecting, and in she was in her room, and she meets a boy named Jack, right? Or at least that's what. He tells her, you know, they're talking to each other, um, and then he tries to take possession of her body. Now, this boy Jack is from, from a different time frame, or at least he appeared to be from a different time frame because he was dressed differently. Again, he also could have been a ghost, right? And so this kid knew her name. Like, how does this kid know her name, you know? And unless he was around and he's a ghost, if he's a ghost and he's around the house, he definitely would know her name because obviously they caught her in her name at her own house. Right. So that makes that makes sense. So she's having this auto body experience and the, this Jack is trying to take over her body. And so, you know, she screams to her mom. Right. As far as as far as we know, she screams to her mom. She's trying to get out and she's trying to get back to her body. And finally, she's able to get into her body. She wakes up, runs to her mom's room and tells her what happened. Of course, her parent tells her, you're having just a dream. It's just a dream. And she was being walked back to her house. And she's the ghost down the hall. This boy. So anyways, she goes back to her room, falls back asleep. She's having this dream. She's waking up somewhere and she's in a different time place. She's in a different place, a different world. She knows this because the place she's waking up is no longer her house. It's it's a different it's a different time. It's a different something. You know, obviously it's not the same location because uh, she's now waking up in her own house. Now, and this is around the time of Christmas. Um, when it was just her and her sister, and sometime later, you know, she wakes up, you know, continues her her day in and day out of her life, and um, she goes into the living room watching TV, and then it went. It was the TV goes snowy. You know how it goes all static and stuff, right? So it goes all static. Then the TV volume went up and down, all the way up, and then it turned off on its own. They were freaking out, her and her sister. What's happening, right? Then the train that had our Christmas village, had a Christmas village there, started moving all of a sudden by itself. They looked down the hall and they saw a tall, transparent man looking at them. He had a coat 
a hat, and a suitcase. He disappeared right before them, and he shut the door. Well, they called their grandpa, and who who lived about an hour away from them. So they, they're calling for help, right? They're calling for help. They called their grandpa, and they didn't leave the room. They were freaking out. A lot of bad things happened in that house, you know, as far as she remembers, like paranormal stuff. Um, her name is Vanessa, and, you know, she saw this man wearing this, you know, this suit, this tall hat, suitcase. Looked like he was from a different time, um, which she says, or it appears to be relating to the time in her dream where she woke up and saw a different time period. Now, was that a time slip or was that a projection of maybe this ghost where he lived, the time frame that he lived in, and she was just seeing that, like in some kind of glimpse? Who knows? But there's been a lot of stories out there that um, people have slipped in through different time frames. Now, the next one I'm about to tell you happens in... Um, the outskirts of Laredo, Texas. Now, I know there's a, down in Laredo, Texas, a lot of ranches down in Laredo. Uh, this one goes from a young man of Juan, a typical name. Now, Juan was down at a ranch, um, you know, big ranch, lots of cattle. He's on a horse, and he takes care of this land for a, f- a friend of his. And uh, he lives and in, in, in works there, of course. And um, on one of his... Um, walkthroughs. He's walking through, making sure all the cattle are accounted for and everything is all right. That they, they're fed and there's water available for them. And so he's making his rounds. And so as he's making the rounds, he notices it looks like far in the distance someone's passing by. And uh, you know he walks further and further and gets closer and closer. And he's he's noticing something very very odd, something he doesn't see quite often on the other side of this fence. Now, the other side of this fence is a different property. Now, there's a road all of a sudden on the other side of the fence. And he never noticed this. He thought maybe maybe the neighbors added this road to move along um, on, on their property, right? I mean, because people do that. They make a road on the side of the fences to kind of like go around to see, make sure fences are not cut, um, cattle don't go out, and making sure that their parameters are good. And so he didn't really think too much of it. And so as he's looking, he sees what looks to be a horse pulling a wagon. And he sees a man on the wagon dressed like a, like a cowboy, you know, very uh, what you call um, vaquero, right? Like a cowboy. He's passing him by, passing him by. And he looks at him, and he looks back at him, and he, they stare at each other for a while. And he's passing by, and he just says in Spanish, Hola, ¿cómo le va? And continues on. Now Juan answers back and says, you know, hello. And he looks at them, he looks back into the wagon, and the wagon looks like one of those old wagons where people travel in. You know, it's covered. He looks inside it. Looks like there's a couple of people in this, inside this wagon. And wagons, you don't really see too often. I mean, you want to get around in a ranch, use an ATV, you know, use a, a bike, you know, you use something like that. 
This is very out of the ordinary. So he looks at it and he turns back. The wagon's gone. You know, could this could this have been a ghost? Because um, this has been something else. But Juan goes on to describe that the fence wasn't even there anymore. It was just his road. And he's, as he does a 360, the fence reappears. The land looked different. The brushes looked different. It was thicker. And that's when he knew something was up. He stepped into some kind of time slip. It was darker now. It was night. And so he continued on his rounds and walked away from there. So could he have experienced like a time slip or was this just a ghost passing by? Very interesting stuff. Um, very peculiar, to say the least. Um, you know, to experience something like that, it, something that's in a time a time frame of a different of a different place. I mean, some of you may have experienced something like that, or maybe you've seen something like that and don't know it. You know, you go to these small towns sometimes. You know, they have festivals um, where people dress in the time frame. Um, maybe sometimes that brings out people like that, or. You know, who's to say? I mean, sometimes there's things like the Renaissance fairs and those things tend to bring things out like that. You don't really see that in the U.S. You more than likely will see something like that in probably in Europe. But here in the U.S., you probably see something more like settlers or Native Americans. But from one experience, that person in that riding the horse like that in a wagon, that's very rare. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on our Facebook comments and our Twitter page, definitely. And uh, check out our Facebook page. Uh, we also have our website up. Uh, again, give us, uh, give us some reviews. Give us some comments and hit us up. And we'll see you on the next episode. Laters. <laughs>